Hey, what's shaking, everybody? Your man Christopher Bruce here with the official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. And normally my main man Damon Feldman is here with us, but he's out making some things happen and creating an impact. We'll get him back on the show here shortly. But I do have an individual who is making some serious waves. They're even saying he might be the next Jean-Claude Van Damme. Big shoes to fill. We'll get into that and more. And so on the program, we have David Krizal. Good to see you, man. Give me a little love there. I'm excited to talk about you, your story, all the things you've got going on, both past, present, and future. So first things first, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Those, that's a big statement coming out of the gate. Let's, it's a huge statement. It's huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, he is one of the... I mean, he's a global icon. He's a mm-hmm. superstar, the top level of martial arts, especially when it comes to film. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on how would you even begin to step into those shoes? Well, the first thing I'd like to mention is the best thing that any of us have is our own originality. So it's funny because back in the day when Van Damme was shooting Bloodsport, amazing oh, classic film, of course. Amazing. One of the best films. And we'll get into that a little bit more yeah, in a second. for sure. One of the interviewers asked him, hey, people are saying you're going to be like the next Bruce Lee. What do you think? And he said, Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee. I'm Van Damme. Van Damme's Van Damme. So, of course, you know, the comparison, it's an honor. If people are saying that, that's great because even Van Damme himself was inspired by Bruce Lee. But he always knew the originality of he's Van Damme. He's never going to be the next Bruce Lee. So I nor anybody else would ever be the next Van Damme. You just can't. But if other people want to make that comparison, it's great because it's, it's an honor. He inspired millions of people. I was one of those millions of people he inspired. You know, guys like Van Damme, Stallone, big inspirations in my life growing up. Yeah, no question about it. And that's awesome, right? And it's a really incredible form of flattery when somebody goes and puts you in a level and in a box that's even remotely close to somebody like that, right? And I love that Van Damme recognized that. I think that shows some humility. And I think it also shows an importance of, like you said, individuality and being solid and strong and confident in that. Yeah, for sure. And guys like that, they he was like ahead of his time he had like he had everything going for him you know he had the physique yeah. a lot of guys in the martial arts i mean bruce lee had the i get physique, that a lot but he was yeah ripped. people talk to me about it. i was like dude uh, how do you do it yeah 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 you're, you're i'm sure you're a big inspiration to yeah. all the celebrity boxers that come on here like uh, this is the guy man the we model. all aspire it's to the model be. i mean yeah. i've seen the photos dude you look great it's <laughs> Thanks, crazy man. your shirt can barely keep up with you yeah today, yeah people make fun of that because <laughs> the buttons are gonna pop off you know but it is what it is <laughs> yeah so like talk a little bit about the importance of that you were getting into it right you know, being confident in yourself, having, you know, that being assured in who you are. Why is that so important? Because self-belief is so powerful. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. But you almost have to be, it's almost like a fine balance of delusion and confidence. Mm. Because the confidence is there because you know you put in the work. People don't see that behind the scenes. They don't see you grinding away. They don't see you networking. They don't see you in the gym for hours. They don't see you doing all the martial arts and everything else, yeah. you know? So that builds confidence, not arrogance. So it's confidence. Yeah. But you almost have to be deluded in the sense that you have to believe that it could happen to you because the right. odds are going to be stacked against you, yeah. you know? But you have to be deluded, like, I'm going to be the one. Right. And then, that you know, so that self-belief is, is very strong. And then over time, you know, as you're progressing, like, other people start believing. And it just right. starts to snowball from there. But it all starts with self-belief. Yeah, you know, people talk about manifesting, right? Yeah. Creating opportunities. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we came on, is about luck, right? And what luck really represents 
people show me some, oh, that person got lucky. It's like, well, no, they probably worked their ass off mm -hmm. and put themselves in the right place more often than the next guy or girl or whoever. And they were able to take advantage of an opportunity that came their way because of it. Exactly. Like luck is basically when preparation meets opportunity. So yeah. you got to prepare, you know, and you may never yeah. get the opportunity, but the worst thing that could happen is uh, you getting an opportunity and not being prepared. Then you can't take advantage of it. Right. And that would suck. That would weigh on you. Yeah, no question. Well, it, it'll be haunting, right? It would haunt and, you. And, you know, I, like we, we were in joking a little bit, it's like it's almost better to never get the opportunity than it is to have gotten the opportunity and not been ready for it, not been able to take advantage of it and execute and get it done. I agree because the preparation, like it's gonna make you a better person, whether that opportunity comes or not. So for right. example, I've always stayed in shape. Yeah. You know, like, did I think I would be uh, on Celebrity Boxing next month without my shirt on in front of like so many people? Absolutely. No, but I'm gonna stay in shape anyway, just for myself. Yeah. But I'm and, gonna look damn you're, good boxing and, now. And, and I'll say shape. you're probably more prepared for it than most. Oh yeah, for but sure. You're <laughs> gonna look great and it's gonna be a lot of fun and and that's what it's all about right and talk a little bit about celebrity boxing right why utilize this platform which we understand the value of it but for you in in what you see coming out of it why celebrity boxing you know i just had an idea that i wanted to do a real fight because i was telling damon and i got a bunch of movies coming out this year by the way i told damon like I'm gonna be the martial art movie star that does a real fight because people talk about Bruce Lee, they talk yeah. about Van Damme Seagal. They're great, and I'm sure they'd all do amazing in a real fight, but we never got to see him fight. So never there's something it. more interesting here because when people see The Last Kumite, for example, yeah. well, they'll be like, wow, this guy, you know, he he's moving really good. He looks really good. And people but does will always it translate speculate, yeah, to can a real he actually, fight? Yeah. Can he actually fight? Well, I'm a lifetime martial artist, so my background, of course, more in Taekwondo and karate. So I, I think I would do very well in karate combat. But can I transition to boxing? Uh, definitely, man, because it takes yeah. some discipline. Uh, boxing, a lot of it's mental. And yeah. plus, you obviously got to be in good shape. So I have yeah. all those going for me. And then I just got to get the boxing skills, right. you know, which I'm working on actually with some of the top level guys. And we'll talk to Brian a little bit later about no, I can't wait to talk because the trainers and the people that are behind you and supporting <laughs> you, it's really incredible. Let's talk about patience for a second. Because that just sort of struck me in a way when you talk about boxing and translating and the martial arts. And how important is how important is patience in in just a fight overall? Because I think a lot of times people get a little bit over their skis, they get excited, they start going at it, and that's really what their downfall is. I'd be curious what your perspective on that is, patience. Well, you know, it's interesting because celebrity boxing, they do have shorter rounds, and there's only three of them. Yes. So you can't be too patient because the fight's gonna be over before you Correct. know it. So I'm gonna like, you know, have a really aggressive pace and go hard. Yeah. So, you know, in another fight, if it was like a 12 round boxing match, then of course you gotta Then you play that game, right? A little bit, you find your different. moments. You know, what's funny, like, so one of my main trainers for this fight, 11-time world kickboxing champion Don the Dragon Wilson, also a movie star, of course. It's practically cheating, by the way, having yeah. that person in your corner, but I love it. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, pretty much, and I'll be training a lot with them. I've become really good friends with them, which is freaking awesome, and it's almost like my real life has become a martial arts movie because that's yeah. what you would do in a movie. You would be a younger guy training with Don the Dragon Wilson to do a fight in a movie, but I'm doing that in real life. So it's kind of yeah. surreal. That, that is ways. incredible. Now I have to ask, is he going to be in the corner on March 9th Depend for your event? I got to ask him, cause I'm going to go to California next week and train with him. We're going to sure. do a lot of sparring, a lot of training. I will see how his schedule is. Cause he's always doing events. He's yeah. always, he's doing movies. He's a very busy guy, but 
if he's not doing anything that weekend that that he's obligated to do, I would hope he's going to be, be there. I'm his pupil. Yeah. Like he has to, right? He's got to see how it all comes together, right? Exactly. And it's funny because you're talking about patience. Like he's a guy, again, 11-time world kickboxing champion. Yeah. But, you know, he went the distance in a lot of his fights. You're talking like 10-round fights. So he was yeah. like kind of telling me some stuff. I'm like, well, Don, this is only three rounds. So I got to fight a little bit different than you fought in your fights because yeah. I don't have time. Not in this one. Yeah, no, and you know, it might be fun even if you're willing, like we should check in on some of the training. I'd love to see some of how it's coming along. Maybe even do a quick little check in with you guys while you're out there in California working. Definitely. We we could either record something or even do it live or whatever you want. Or both. Whatever it is, I think that would be really interesting for everybody really to see and to check in on because that's really cool that you're getting that opportunity. But also somebody as accomplished as yourself that is doing what you're doing, working with that's amazing. That's only going to make things even better. And you know what's funny? I got so much support from the martial arts community, especially the martial arts movie star community. Like, yeah. for example, I got Steven Seagal talking about the fight, you know, wishing me well in the fight. I got Tong Po, Muhammad Kesey, Tong yeah. Po and Kickboxer, of course, basically, uh, you know, saying I'm going to do great. I got Matthias Hughes. He was one of the biggest movie martial arts villains of all yeah. time. So I got all these people like rooting for me and even uh, Jackie Callen. <laughs> amazing awesome. boxing manager like yeah. they made a movie about her yeah we've had ropes. jackie actually on the show she's incredible and that's really cool i mean she's awesome by the way yeah I'm she's sure only gonna align herself with winners man so, yeah for real yeah she yeah. you know she's not gonna back you unless she feels like you're you're exactly. a good bet right exactly and Safe bet. you know speaking of really good bets if you have not seen Bloodsport, i want to take it back for a second that is 100 a sure bet because it is one of the best movies of all time. Growing up, I can't tell you how many times I watched this movie. And somehow, through the channels of time, some of the folks even in our studio, now granted they're a little younger, have never seen this movie. So tell me and our audience why Bloodsport is one of the best martial arts and movies of all time. Well, it had everything going for it. You had Jean-Claude Van Damme in his prime. He was hungry. Oh, so good. You know, there's a reason why he became a movie star after that, because of the performance, because of just the gracefulness, you know, just uh, amazing person to watch. Yeah. Just such a fun story. And at the time, and this is controversial, Yeah. but at the time, it, it was based on a true story about yeah. Frank Dukes winning the Kumite, the underground uh, fight matches, which, you know... It's controversial. Some people say he did it. Yeah. Other people say, no, there's no proof. But regardless, man, of if it was real or not, it made for such an amazing story. It launched Van Damme's career. You have any movie is going to be better because of the yeah. score. So mm-hmm. you have Paul Herzog doing the score, which is phenomenal. People still listen yeah, to that working out in the gym all the time. It gets better. I mean, the more you, you're just listing reason after reason after yeah. reason. And just so many classic moments, you know. The powder in the eye, the the looks, him being blind, like just the, the, I just, oh my goodness, I've just taken back to all those little scenes, and his performance really was incredible. It was a precursor to the UFC and MMA in general, because he had all these different fighting styles. He had sumo, you had karate, you had kickboxing. In fact, I think Bloodsport was the first movie that really portrayed Muay Thai in a fight. Even had Kapawea. Yeah, it was, I mean, it really is exciting to see them all interact yeah and to see how they kind of work together and which one's gonna you know kind of win over the other it's really an amazing experience and so i will encourage you if you've never seen blood sport get out of the rock that you're living in turn it on watch it stream it over whatever device or device you have and can find to make it happen it's awesome it's and it, it really helps that van Dam was so likable as the frank duke's character yeah it's like you can't he help was. but root for him because he's not out there saying oh i want to be the best in the world no he's honoring yeah. his sensei his shidoshi yeah. it's all about honoring that because he, he was taught all these uh 
you know, great martial arts. I mean, and, and it's got all the other things, right? It's got, you know, the love interest. It's got the, the best friend. It's got all these things. The ultimate it, bromance. It touches. I mean, it's got to avenge. It touches on buddy. all of it, yeah. right? So it yeah. hits all the buttons, man. Oh, man. Such, Such a, a feel-good movie. Good movie. What I also like about it too, even though it's called Bloodsport, and yes, it is kind of violent. Yeah, there you see the beauty in the martial arts, especially with Van Damme. Such he's a great so heart graceful. in the film. Yeah, the heart is there. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we talk about go, that all day. We can go down this line, <laughs> like you know, tangent. I can imagine. But, but let's talk about some of your films, right? Sure. So Bloodsport mm -hmm. to Bloodstorm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that film. What What is it about this film that we should be excited about? What's going on there? Oh, uh, great question. I'll talk about Bloodstorm in one second. I got to talk about The Last Kumite because that's yeah. very Bloodsport-like. Perfect. That is a throwback and homage to those 80s, 90s martial arts films. We shot that last year in Germany. It was an incredible experience. I got to literally work alongside all these legends that I grew up watching. Matthias Hughes is in it. Uh, Muhammad Kisi, uh, Cynthia Rothrock, Billy Blanks. You know the Taibo guy, yeah, and, and Bill, Bill. Some people don't know that Billy did a lot of martial arts movies before right. Taibo exploded. So it good was on such, him though to put something together. Oh, for sure. That from a business oh, standpoint, yeah, that amazing. Was, yeah, and he's still basically doing Taibo. He was doing seminars in Germany after yeah. we were shooting. You I know, mean, like that—that's a guy who's got a lot of energy and still yeah, in incredible shape. I think he's in his sixties. I was going to say, how old is he? He's got to yeah, be right, sixty yeah. something. That's amazing. But but the funny thing is, so the last Kumite. I got to fight in the movie Kumite, and, and bear in mind, I'm a guy who grew up watching Bloodsport every day, so just the fact that I got to fight in the movie Kumite was kind of surreal, was... and working alongside these legends, so I literally felt like, I don't know if you guys seen the movie Last Action Hero, but yeah. the kid in that movie gets the magic movie ticket, yeah. and he gets inside of the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was basically my life. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm living this yes. movie right now. <laughs> well, I mean, tell me, was there... Some moment, there had to be a few of them. What stands out from that experience? What are a couple things you can share with us that might be like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened? Uh, well, one thing, I, I think the most beautiful signature move that Van Damme did in Bloodsport was a helicopter kick where he's jumping and doing the splits, right? I was going to ask you, can you do the chairs? Yeah, I could do that. Uh, you guys could check out my Instagram, Real Viking Samurai. I'm doing the chair splits and all. Actually, more than the chair splits, I'm holding like a pl weight plate over my head. All right, now you're just bragging. Okay, all right, relax. Bit. Let's go but, back. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, iconic moment, memorable moment. I got to do the uh, the helicopter kick in the Kumite, just like oh, Van Damme did. That's awesome. Like, that's crazy. I think I might only be the second guy to ever do it. In, in the movie Kumite, right? Right. Because they had other Bloodsport movies. They oh, had yeah, part yeah, two, for sure. three, four yeah. uh, with Daniel Bernhardt, but... I don't think he did that kick. Anyway, it was kind of kind of cool. I that is to, like, that is know. very cool. And then so you named a number of folks that you were obviously in the film with and working. Are are there some kind of little funny behind the scenes things or like character traits that kind of stand out to you, like that you can take away from that film? And maybe share with us. Well, I gotta say, everybody was so nice. Like it was such a good environment to work in yeah you know everybody's respectful like th these are legends among legends they're they're just you know but nobody really had an ego yeah everybody was like very cool uh it was such a great experience another guy very important uh character in the film abdel kisi now that's muhammad yeah. kisi's brother abdel was attila and lionheart okay he was the mongolian guy in the quest which was kind of a pseudo ripoff of Bloodsport. that's also yeah. a van damme movie i think in like 1996 he did a few but the thing is, um, it's cool because I got to do a scene with him and he doesn't have the best English. So, you know, I was actually helping him with his English. I was helping him with his English. So do you get a credit for that? No. 
should be in the film. Uh, you should, we should talk. You know, do you have somebody that works for you? Is there a guy that does your business? Maybe a, a manager, an agent? That guy behind you, Brian. I, just, I, I think we were talking about bringing him in the show. Yeah. Maybe we can, we can go ahead and do that and kind of get him involved. So, hey, you're in the background. Come on in and uh, just join the conversation. But I, I got I to gotta promote Bloodstorm. Yes. So uh, Bloodstorm, I'm the lead in that. That'll come out later this year. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a throwback to those 80s, 90s action martial arts films. It's the kind of movie that like Chuck Norris or Sylvester Stallone would have been in back in the day, or even Van Damme in his early canon film days. It's just like a fun throwback. It's a prison transport gone wrong. I got to team up yeah. with a young female officer. That classic keep, tale. Yeah, keep her alive. You know, she doesn't really trust me, but I'm her best bet because everybody else is trying to rape and kill her. But and yeah, then it's cool. The, then it plays out, basically, right? Yeah, it right? plays so out. It's, it's honestly it. the kind of movie any kid would have grew up watching, seeing like a guy, the hero, the anti-hero actually, right. on screen and be like, wow, this guy's so cool. I want to be like him. So I got to play that character that's and very, it was a thrill. That's right. And when does it come out? What are we looking at? We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I know it'll be out probably in the summer. It'll okay. be out after this fight in March 9th, probably before the second fight, which we're going to set up. Yes. We'll it's all talk contingent about that on a win. A it's all contingent on winning, which I will. That win, training better come into play here. Oh, Let's not yeah. mess this like, up. You know how many right? people I would disappoint? Like Steven Seagal would be disappointed. Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, Jackie Kalen. Uh, Brian would be disappointed. I mean, I mean Van Dam himself disowned me. Yeah, would just, <laughs> they basically would they delete your Instagram account? They just oh, erase yeah. you from I, there. I would just have to like you know disappear. I'd be ashamed. I got all the support in the world. I can't lose. There's yeah. no way. This man. is just a step along the path, <laughs> yeah. right? You're gonna come in here, show off a little bit, have some fun on March 9th, which is gonna be great. That's and my night. It's my destiny. That's what man. I'm talking about. No question about it. So, all right. So, who is this guy? What do we got? Oh, here? Brian the Beast Robinson, one of the hardest punchers in boxing history. He's very connected to the boxing world. He actually got me involved with a lot of these great trainers. In fact, why don't you tell him uh, the guy that we're going to be training with? Oh boy, Slim Perkins. Um, oh, piece of uh, boxing history, a legend. Uh, trained somebody to beat uh, George Foreman. Uh, incredible man, incredible knowledge, but right now kind of forgotten by the mainstream. Uh, has incredible uh, secrets to impart on, on a younger generation, but people have forgotten them. So, you know, David's going to team up with him, yeah. going to learn these secrets. He's a legend for being able to look at a fighter and determine how they yeah. have to be. It's not a specific style, so he builds it around the individuals. We were just with... Xavier Biggs, Terrell Biggs, uh, uh, super heavyweight, first super heavyweight gold champion, Olympian. Uh, we were with his brother. Terrell owns a big gym, trains Usher, Kevin Hart, and a bunch of other uh, celebrities. And he was telling, he even has a, a training program called the Sling, Slim Perkins, um, uh, I, I forget the name, it's like the Slim Perkins uh, run or something. And, and he, got, yeah. he gets guys running up and down. And then they have to get winded. Then he has them work the pads. And but he's a legend. His name is out there, and uh, he's going to do great by him. Yeah, that's I'll awesome. give you a good analogy real quick. Yeah. Basically, it's like Star Wars. He's Yoda. Yeah. You know, Yoda's just kind of forgotten about. He's just on that planet by himself. Yeah. That's Slim Perkins, and I'm Luke Skywalker. Right. So, <laughs> one of my favorite Yoda moments was in you know the Star Wars where he kind of hobbles in with the cane, and then flips around, does the whole fight scene, <laughs> and then like grabs his cane and hobbles back out. <laughs> yeah. I just, so maybe someone will do some of that kind of work here in this process. Feel free so to slide up to it, the yeah, table yeah. here a little bit. Come on in. <laughs> and then, you know, ultimately, you know, when I, what's really cool about that too is that celebrity boxing and official celebrity boxing has always been about the 16 minute, right? That extra minute. So Slim's had his 15 minutes of fame, 
but we're giving them another chance, another moment to shine and to kind of remind people about why he is the guy and what makes him so special. And through this process, we'll be able to do that and that'll be good for everybody. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, it's really cool because all this stuff happening for me right now, it's almost like I'm in my pre-15 minutes of fame. Like I'll get my 15 yeah. minutes, like oh, yeah. it'll, it'll kind of go after this. What minute are you in um, right now? Is this three or what What do you think? If you were to I'm be working- I'm very early on 30 right seconds now. then, we're about like, 10, you're just getting in? Yeah, probably, man. Yeah, just getting yeah, started. Yeah, like I have big goals, big visions, right? Yeah. And you know, like I said, you almost have to have a level of delusion. So for me, <laughs> like I'm climbing a mountain, everybody has their own effort for Everest and yeah. like I'm not even I mean I'm just like starting to take some steps up it took yeah. me a while to get going but like I'm heading in the right direction no, and I love that and I, I say it all the time but you can't climb a mountain in one step mm -mm. so what you're talking about is taking those steps thinking about the best path and staying focused and committing to that journey so that when it's all said and done you can enjoy that view Oh, for sure, top. for for sure. And then it, it'll just be that much more meaningful, you know? So whenever yeah. somebody sets out on a big goal, big obstacles come. So last year, yeah. for example, like I tore my bicep is like, mm. well, that's kind of a bad setback because yeah. I kind of need this that's arm probably to box. Gonna help. You know, I, I can't yeah. be like a one-armed boxer, but so, this is actually healed very nice. I was just saying, so how is it? Ready to go, feeling strong. Oh, it's good. Better than ever. Oh yeah, it's, it is, it's actually better than ever, yeah. So basically what you're telling people is tear your bicep, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tear your bicep. Okay. But look, man, you're going to run into obstacles. And it was so like, there's a lot of pressure and people saying, oh, you're going to do a fight. You should just quit. You got injured training and all this other stuff, you know, but like, I knew it was just a test, whether you're religious, I'll say like I was tested by God. Other people just say the universe tested you, but you know, you could either rise up um, or, or just like, yeah, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this. But then you like, look, man, life is too short. You got to do like big things and have big goals. Otherwise, what's the purpose? You're not here just to merely exist and expire. Like that's not a life, man. Yeah. So. What is your secret to overcoming an obstacle? Like, how do you attack it? Cause a lot of people, they get hit with these obstacles and they, they fall flat. They crumble, they fall short. They, they get lost along the way. They can't overcome it. How are you able to do it? And what can you tell people? You just, it all goes back to that self-belief, knowing that you can do it and knowing the work you put in, which builds confidence. Like, and like I said, also realizing you are going to be gone someday. Yeah. So like every day you get closer to that, the end. Yeah. I mean, it's a sad reality, but when you realize and live like that, you're like, you you know, we're all put here to do great things, man. Yeah. I, no. I, think, I think the story of the human race is just people not achieving what they were capable of. Yeah. And I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't think you guys should either. It used to be one of my biggest fears was literally not living up to my potential. It, as it should be. And that's like kind of a thing that drives me is to want to continue to be better. And every way, if you just nudge it forward and like progress is progress, right? Just get better. Yeah. Do better.org. That's mm -hmm. our, that's our nonprofit. Right? Let's oh, interject better, something here Cause I want to say something about what David's doing too with the circle of legends is you know, not only are you raising yourself up, a lot of people get very self-absorbed, self-centered. Yeah. You know, what you've done is you said, how can I use my platform to help some of these boxing legends like uh, Marlon Starlin's another yeah. forgotten, the master of the high guard. And, you know, you know, we're planning on going out, doing stuff with him, getting him back. Another man forgotten. When, when Marlon's gone, the secret of the high guard goes with him. Right. And he's a, one of these old school guys with, with deep knowledge. But what you've done to help bring these people up and wanting to help them and reaching out to them, I think is another testament to not only wanting to better yourself, but better those around you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And 
like my story and growing up watching Sylvester Sloan and Van Damme and all those movies, those guys inspired us in so many ways uh, for obvious reasons. You know, we all wanted to kind of be like that, like those characters they played in movies. And my whole thing is a couple of years ago, I told somebody very close to me that, because uh, this was a childhood dream, by the way, you know, like he watched those movies, like I want to be like that. I want to be in the movies, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, I, I told them that, you know, and I'm middle-aged by the way, so half the game's over, but I told them, I'm gonna be an action movie star and uh, do real fights, like all of a sudden, you know? And and they were like, uh-huh. Like they didn't believe in me. Yeah, like, you can't do both, you and, pick and, one or the other. Yeah, well, and I mean, look, the odds are against you in a lot of things in life, but especially pursuing movies right. or you know, having success in real fights. And I always said the biggest challenge is getting the big fight, not the fight itself. So after March 9th, I think I can get a big fight. And that's the biggest challenge. Not right. to say that the fight won't be uh, challenging, it will, but getting the big fight, right? Because yeah. you have great fighters who never get a big fight. 100%. You know, but th the thing is, uh, so this person had told me that, you know, my pursuit uh, is a stupid childhood dream that's never gonna happen. I even had people saying, dude, are you having like a midlife crisis? I said, no, I'm having a midlife realization that yeah. I can still basically do everything I wanted to do when I was younger. And I use a basketball analogy that it's halftime. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what happened in the first right. half. You could turn things around and still win the game. Yeah, absolutely. So that, you talk that, about that preparation that allows you to be able to take advantage of those moments when they come your way. That's everything you've done up to this point in before today is that preparation. Oh, 100%. And as you continue to prepare, you're only bettering your odds. You're putting yourself in a better position today versus tomorrow and so on and so forth. So just keep working, man. That's why I say a lot of people, they give up the hour, the minute, the day before the dream happens mm. and they'll never know. Th that they'll almost happened know. to me. Like when that person told me uh, was a stupid childhood dream that's never gonna happen. Like that, that, that like a dagger to the heart. Mm. Like it hit me hard and I was almost gonna quit everything including my YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel has been great for me though. Yeah. Cause it's, it's been, uh, a gateway it, it's been I've been able to network I met Brian through the YouTube channel I meet everybody because of yeah. the YouTube channel you know uh, the director from Bloodstorm found me because of the YouTube channel now things aren't ever that easy though because it's like hey I think I think you got something I want to use you in a movie it's like cool but then like the producer who was working with was like I don't really know about this guy you know he couldn't convince him because that guy wanted someone else so I right. said you know what F that guy I'll find the money myself so funny thing is like I did find the investors to invest in the movie you know yeah um, well, a Viking samurai should be able to go and make something happen. You know, they don't typically sit back. They kind of take what they want. Exactly. I think, which is kind of fun. And so talk about the name real quick, because you talked about your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, The Viking yeah. samurai. I got to know a little bit more of course, behind the, the, that. The name. One yeah. last comment I'll make, though, to kind of wrap up everything I was saying, just to summarize, is like this, this whole thing with what I'm doing has always been way bigger than me. Like, yeah. you know, I want to inspire people who are middle-aged and still like go after it. And, you know, you don't have to be like a movie guy or do real fights. Like maybe you want to start your own business, but do something that, you know, the odds are against you that maybe you've given up on before, but you could still make it happen. So that's, that's basically what I'm trying to do and inspire people that like, look, middle age could just be the beginning for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Now the Viking samurai name, you know, there's ancestral roots. Like I legitimately do have Viking and samurai blood in me. I mixed white and Asian. So, yeah. you know, and it was just a name that I thought of years ago because I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. And you, it's original. Do you enjoy the smell of salt water? <laughs> I'm just curious. It. Yeah, it doesn't bother you. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. That, I'm just, you know, they talk about those things, right? If like you have that heritage that you have some kind of like 
Incest, you know, ancestral DNA elements, right? This is right? true because when we were down there, Atlantic City, you were talking about building a long boat and see if we could <laughs> conquer the next town up, up, up from uh, uh, Jersey Shore. I'm sure they would park. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and real quick though, and you talked about your childhood dream and that that statement of people saying that. I think what's interesting about that and what it made me think a little bit now is that most people leave their childhood dreams in the past sure. in their childhood but the beauty in carrying your childhood dream forward is that it's no longer a childhood dream it's your dream mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing it is tell him though what do we always talk about what do you what are you becoming in a game you would be oh yeah well i'm not an npc anymore i'm like the, i'm becoming the hero in the, this simulation we all need to be a that our uh, the hero right? in our own stories you know? yeah. yeah become Can't a main be like character we talk yeah. about that all the time well, if, you, you know? if you're the villain in your own story then we got to talk about that there's some therapy and you know well, we got to deal with the that villain i think the majority of people probably 95 percent just become those npcs those non-playable characters those sure. extras in a movie the ones that are just kind of like they're, they're, they're not like setting their or course worse, and direction. The they're victim. just kind of floating around where yeah. they're going. Or worse, oh, they yeah. become the victim well, the in their own that, story. That when they yeah. become the victim, they have no control yeah. over their lives, man. Yeah. So it's sad. You got you to gotta break the cycles. You, you We're do. not going to fix everything today, but we can encourage you to think about that. Just think about 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for go sure. on quests. We always talk about everything you do. It's like, uh, you know, the world is full of everybody plays games. That's yeah. the new thing. But every game has a quest. Sure. They don't succeed on every quest, but you try it and you gain your experience points. Yeah. So go on quests. Like there's don't power, be afraid. There's a power in just having a goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, goals are achieved through action, and yeah. that's where the magic is. And figure out the steps to get there. Yeah. That's how you climb the mountain. That's how you get the view from the top, and that's how you make some things happen. Definitely. So, and you're doing that, right? And that's oh, what we're we're taking yeah. from it. So, you know, you've got. Bloodstorm, which we said we were going to get to, right? So let's talk a little bit more about that as well. And um, I want to get more detail about that. Just a little more nuance. It's it's just such a, a great, fun film. Very entertaining. So I'm an assassin trying to get out of that life, right? Everybody has their last job to get out of. You don't that. want to be stereotyped, right? You don't want to be boxed in. <laughs> but... Well, because I'm going to have a family, right? So I, I can't do that anymore. But anyway, uh, something goes wrong. I do end up in prison. It's like an Alcatraz-like prison island. Unbeknownst to me in the prison transporters, uh, there's riot. All the prisoners broke out, so it's pretty bad. Nice. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so we're excited about that film. We're going to be looking out for it. We're going to be you know, supporting it, blasting it out. Everybody should do the same. Look out for Bloodstorm. That's going to be exciting. So you've got a fight coming up. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about that being a little bit of like, the, you know, it's kind of, you know, coming out party, right? We're going to show off. We're going to have some fun. It's your exhibition in a way, right? But beyond that, we have some plans and some ideas. So who out there, any, are there any celebrities that you would want to challenge and maybe see in the ring? Who would you want to face <laughs> off with? Yeah, there are a few, man. That's a list. The funny thing is, I'll tell you guys how the whole thing kind of started, by the way. So... I do a lot of interviews on the channel. I know I got to know so many people I grew up watching, you know, like uh, the film Bloodsports based on yeah. Frank Dukes. I know Frank Dukes. I could call him right now, actually. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Michael Bisbing, ex-UFC champion, had made a video, top martial arts frauds of all time. And he had Frank Dukes at number one. And he mm. even challenged Frank, you know, because Frank, I guess, at one point said, oh, you know, I could have beat all the UFC champions. And then he was like, well, I was the UFC champion in 2016, so call me, Frank. 
And I was like, you know, th this is going to be genius. This is going to be great for marketing, but I would actually legitimately go through with this. I said, Frank, let's call him. Now, obviously, Frank yeah. is older and disabled now. He's in his 60s. I'm like, so he's not going to fight Bisbing. It's a pretty but, easy call out then at that yeah, point. You're yeah, like, come on. Bisbing's my age. So I'm like, well, why don't you train me and then I'll challenge Bisbing? Because the thing about Frank, despite what people believe or don't believe about his past, I've heard from reliable sources, people who've actually trained with them, and they say, this guy knows his stuff. Like he could yeah. legitimately really train people like to, to be better in so many ways as a martial artist and a fighter. So I'm like, well, this would be an interesting experiment. I'll find out for myself and, and the audience could follow along to see yeah. what, if anything, Frank actually does have to teach and then, you know, I'll, I'll do a fight against Michael Bisbing. So anyway. Um, so are you challenging Michael Bisbing then? Is that what's happening here? I, I, I have. I put the video out. You know, I, I did a couple different things. I mean, he blocked me on Twitter. He <laughs> Sounds like he's scared. Is that what, I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I'm not I got challenging. I a lot of like, look, man, when I put that video out, I knew I would ruffle some feathers, right? <laughs> I still think it was marketing genius, though, to get that idea out there, you know? And because of that, other people have challenged me. They're like, how dare you challenge him? You know, I'll fight you and all this other stuff. So at the end of the day, I knew it would lead somewhere. I didn't necessarily yeah. know it would lead to celebrity boxing, but, but <laughs> it did. So uh, I would do the Bisping fight. I don't think he would do it. And he doesn't have to do it, you know? Sure. Like, honestly, what, what does he have to gain? I mean, I, I did, you know, bug him enough where he blocked me on Twitter, so he'd probably well, just want to kick my ass. Well, you called out his bluff at the very least, right? Yeah, That's kind of what did. it is. I did. Who else would you challenge then? If it's not him, who? What would actually be a better fight, because this guy's uh, a lot tougher than Bisping, he's a better fighter right now, in my opinion, uh, would be Mike Perry. Because mm. Mike Perry's like, okay. you know, we're all about the same yeah, age. Yeah. But Damon from Celebrity Boxing, his brother Dave Feldman, runs the BKFC. Yep. So Mike Perry was always like an above average UFC fighter, but he's so damn dominant in the BKFC. So what I proposed is, because I think Mike Perry was going to try to start his own fight organization anyway, yeah. and like it kind of sounded like it was going to be bare-knuckle kickboxing. So I would do bare-knuckle kickboxing against Mike Perry because I know yeah. my kicks are so much better. I mean, that now, would be now he's intense. great with his hands. That would be an awesome fight. Yeah, can you imagine that? I, I'm imagining it right now, and I want to see it. Who wouldn't want to That would be that? a phenomenal, be insane. phenomenal fight <laughs> and interesting. I, dude, that would be pretty cool. So... That I would look at the camera then call it out. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear that challenge. Mike Perry, we want to do the bare knuckle kickboxing fight. Uh, another challenge, by the way, and Damon brought this up yeah. to me. He said, like, how about Tyrone Woodley? It's like, I'd mm. love to do that, man. There you go. And he's coming yeah. off a bad loss against another YouTuber, uh, Jake Paul. So he should do that fight. He should. So it would be Tyrone Woodley. It, you know, there's so many. We, we, we line these up. You're going to be yeah. busy. Yeah. You're going to be busy. Yeah. A lot of training. A lot of training coming oh, yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Slim Perkins. From some incredible trainers, too. Oh, Don Wilson, Slim Perkins, all oh, these guys. We're going to make our way out to Connecticut. We're going to go see uh, Marlon Stylin. Yeah. Um, we'll do some little stuff with him. We're going to train him with Slim Perkins. You're going to be with Xavier Biggs. I mean, these guys are amazing legends. This is A-list. Yeah. You know? No question like, about yeah. it. And I have discipline. Yeah. I, I'm a hard worker and I have discipline. Yeah. So that's going to obviously work in my favor. Yeah. So a question for you. You've got a pretty badass nickname, right? What's yours? Oh, well, he gets oh the beast. beast. Watch him hit the bag, man. Well, there's heavyweight boxing champions that see him hit the bag. And they're just like, you know, like, damn, this dude hits hard. Yeah. Just, so what would you attribute to that? How do you, how do you bring that together? How, where does that force come from? So everybody asks me, how do I hit it so hard? Yeah. You know, believe Magic. it or not, it started as a kid watching Bruce Lee. Okay. And, um, you know, I studied Kung Fu, karate, and, and sure. everything. And I tell everybody, um, 
you, you, the, the punch starts right down in your feet, all the way up into the okay. feet, into the hips, and you, whether you're throwing a punch, like a straight punch, yeah. like a, a, you know, your, your left or right or a hook, you're sling, on a hook, you're slinging, you're pulling right. the arm through. And when you do like a jab or a, yeah. a cross, it's coming from the hips. Everything's coming from right. the hips and you're throwing your arm in the punch. You're not using your arms. And a lot of people are very armsy punchers. Sure. A lot, yeah, I mean, so what you're able to do then is to tie all that together. It's timing, it's connectivity, and all that force builds and adds. To Use that. those hips. Yeah. Use your well, hips. Well, there you go. It's all in the hips. Yeah. You know, Shakira said the hips don't lie. So there you go. He's an ex-golf pro too. Yeah. So you could translate yeah. that into yeah, yeah. You know, so the hips. Yeah, yeah. So I bet you're, you're, you know, you're through there. Yeah, it's pretty good. From the ground up, Ben Hogan said the secret was in the dirt, man. And then what he meant was it's your feet, your connection yeah. to the ground. So. What's the farthest you've ever driven a golf ball? Oh, man, everybody, you know, these are the <laughs> ego I don't know. Look, man, probably. Farther than most. I got you. No, That's 300 and... 40 yards probably was the biggest bomb I ever yeah. hit, but yeah. Nice, that's Most awesome, people pretty think good. Most people would take that. I average 280 uh, off yeah. of the T270, and whenever yeah. I play with everybody, I'll drive every the regular people, yeah. right? And they'd be like, man, that's gotta be 390 yards, that's because I'm so far. <laughs> I said, that was 270, and you wanna see people go, man, what do I mean? Mine's out there about 280. Yeah. Like, all right, well, maybe you're right, I don't know. More so like you don't 180, wanna, well, yeah. I mean, everybody exaggerates, man. We've all now got goals to hit on the golf course, so I, I'm excited about that. But thanks again for coming on, this was awesome. Everybody, Bloodstorm, it's coming. The storm's brewing, and it's going to be awesome. David, it was really great having you on. It was really awesome. We had the beast. The beast. The beast right here on the show. <laughs> Official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. This is the place. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. One last thing. Make sure to watch the fight in Atlantic City at the showboat March 9th. It's going to be a big show, man, and we're setting up big stuff. It's going to be a that. huge show. And one last thing. How do they follow you on social? What's the best way to tune into your stuff? YouTube, Viking Samurai. And then Instagram and TikTok, Real Viking Samurai. Well, there you have it. David, hopefully you get a lot of followers from this. Keep climbing up that mountain. I can't wait for you to get the view from the top. And thanks again for tuning in. This is the official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. Stay awesome and stay tuned.